And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. French beef stew in red wine. We're going to serve it with braised onions and mushrooms and a wine dark sauce. It's a perfectly delicious dish. So we could put in a little more tomato paste or a little more thyme. In this case, we're fortunately find it's just right. Now for the thickening of it. Now we want to get our pan hot and we're going to saute it in this first until it's brown and then we're going to put it in this pot in which we're going to cook it in the oven. Now this is going to go in a 325 oven and it should cook very, very slowly just at the bare simmer. And once it's in, except for checking the oven to make sure that it isn't bubbling and boiling. You don't have to look at it anymore. Then all let the soft grain out. And then we simply put the stew back into the casserole. There. You want the flavor of the onions and the beef to all blend themselves with the stew. That's going a little too hard, so I'll put it inside. There. About two or three minutes, if you have it in the icebox, you heat it up very slowly and baste the meat with the sauce. And then, and then you cover it and, and simmer it very slowly for about two or three minutes until everything is tender and hot through. Well, now this is ready to serve. Right now. Hi, this is Brookie, and you're listening to Eat It and Beat It on the Two True Freaks Network. Your little dirty secret is safe with me. Hello, and welcome to Eat It. Get in line, it's time for lunch. It's a podcast about food, and I am here with um, famous food, school food historian, because that's our topic today, school food, school lunch, Mr. Pleaser Moore. Stay in step. Next, next, next. You've had quite enough, my good man. And I am Shitona, Shitona Shingle. <sighs> the French... I mean, uh, you can't have any any type of wonderful the food. Cuisine. The finest cuisine in the world. You have to have a Frenchman. I'm glad that you could make this. Armies uh, have conquered on that food. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We can get into the Napoleon invented margarine, but that's you know another uh, topic for another day because we didn't know if they even had school lunches. You, you didn't have you didn't go to school in those days. You had to work the yeah. fields or. But uh, you had, school you lunch keep... was like a turnip, turnip you brought with you or something. I think. <laughs> yeah. Not on a it. Ruddy, a ruddy apple, uh, or it, it kind of off topic, but 
do you know that one of the the biggest qualms about Civil War reenactors is is when they pack their lunches. That, that <laughs> the apples look too perfect. I just read this that that you can get your apple confiscated if you do not have a ruddy apple because you have to go apples get a during those days. Apple off the tree. Yeah, yeah, they were terrible. If you if you dare go to a Civil War reenactment and so you no, take no out your knapsack, <laughs> no, you take out your knapsack and you have something other than a, like a you know homemade hunk of bread, maybe some some funky looking cheese and an apple. If the, if the apple is polished, you go home, sir. Be gone you with you. You need to have a pear with like yes cancerous growths all over it. Exactly. They are so hardcore that they have to have everything perfect. That's the hardcore ones. The beer drinking guys, you know, they, they with a with a Disneyland Confederate hat right. on. That, that that's different. But the hardcore ones, that's but off topic, of course. But when you when you had told me that we were going to be doing school lunch memories and school lunch uh, menus, uh, I was overcome with this flood of wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, memories of times past. Uh, did did were you a brown bagger or did you eat I was lunch? A in brown bagger. A strict brown I, bagger. I, re- I remember kindergarten, and I was uh, I was a rare kindergarten. I was in the special like advanced readers program where three days out of the week I stayed all day. And the second half of my day, I was in a first grade class learning to read. So I had to so I so I had to be there for lunch, and. Uh, so I remember the first day getting a standing line, getting the school lunch and like, you know, I wasn't a super fussy eater, but I just wasn't going to touch it. I was just like, and my, I went home. My mother was like, what did you have for lunch? I'm like, I was getting it. So I, she knew I wasn't going to do it. So like I got, I was, I got a lunch box after that. Yes. Yeah. Scooby-Doo. Or actually, yeah. no, it wasn't Scooby-Doo. It was, it was space 1999. And then, and then Scooby Doo, and then finally, finally Star Wars. <laughs> so, but, it's amazing how we can remember our lunch boxes. The smell of my lunch box. The smell of my thermos. Oh my God! Oh, the thermos. License the licensed lunch box. You know my yeah. my. I don't remember the the Scooby Doo. I had it was my was one of the earliest lunch boxes. But I remember my Space 1999 and my Star my Star Wars lunchbox. By the time I was done with it, the the front cover of it with the X wing and the Tie fighter shooting at each other was almost worn, you know, right away. It was so light on that that front cover. I never had a Star. Yeah, I had Land of the Lost. Oh, Land we, of the there, Lost. we have one of those downstairs. Trudy owns a Land of the Lost, oh, but I know exactly you, what it looks you, like. You told Trudy we're going to have to do some some uh, Arab bartering system. We'll put the carpet out and make tea because I have to pry the land, cold dead hands. Ugh, the Land of the Lost. I got the only it's time even I got a got, green handle on it. Oh, I, I know exactly what it is. I can picture it in my mind right now, and and you know. Hopefully, I won't uh, take an Ambien tonight and try and purchase one on eBay. Now that we mentioned it, but the first time I ever got punched in in school, uh, 
was over a lunchbox. If kids would line their lunchboxes out in front of the classroom door, this is California, so you know we had open type of. Um, we didn't. Our buildings were ranch style, so. Yeah, no, I mean, in. we. I think that open style was of that time period because, like, yeah. it, especially in elementary school, until we got into the high school, which had uh, older building, but the middle school and elementary schools were very much like the classrooms were like offices with dividers more than than like closed classrooms we had closed classrooms but they were it was like a motel you'd walk out and you'd be into this quad and and we only had one class in those days but we had the practice of getting school early lining up your lunchbox in front of your classroom door and going and playing on the playground but what we would do is we would like bowl our lunchboxes because they were metal, and we would just, like, bowl them and slide them to class and everyone else's lunchbox. And I remember that I had done that, and I and I hit one of my – he was one of my best friends. I still know him to this day. Frank Silva, he had a chips lunchbox, and I cracked it. And Frank Silva was pretty popular, and I was kind of just a quiet, nerdy kid. And I remember the guy's name, David Spears, and he's not listening. He's a, He found God. Um, he came up to me and he goes, so you, <laughs> don't be too sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you broke, you broke my friend's lunchbox, man. I suppose an accident. Then he sucker punched me in the stomach. And I was like, wow, I don't think I like this being punched. And <laughs> I was never punched again throughout any of my, but to get punched and over never putting liked a cra- chips after that. And I never liked chips after that, but it, it wasn't something. The school lunch, we all ate in the same room. We all ate in the cafeteria. And if you were like me, they would give us a menu of the month. And you could put out, they would put out what each day was. Yeah. Okay, maybe Wednesday was pizza. Maybe Friday was spaghetti. Hamburger. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And if I really wanted to, I'd ask my mom, hey, it's, it's, it's hamburger day. Could I have um, money to buy the the school i don't remember if the lunch was fr- i remember that if you wanted dessert it was you had to pay for dessert but i remember my mom used to wrap up 65 cents in aluminum foil so yes. i wouldn't lose yeah. it and i think that might have been the cost of the lunch i think it was price i think it was price adjusted i think there was like a flat cost for the lunch for anybody who wanted to buy it which was probably and it was usually ridiculously short yeah, or, or, or a small amount of money. Yeah, it was. And then there were kids who got who like whose parents were qualified for aid or or were poor, and would have credit. You know, so they would get some kids probably got free lunches and some kids probably got like fifteen cent lunches and stuff like that. You know, depending on uh, that seemed to be the that seemed to be how it worked in my school. There were people who like, you know would go in and have paperwork or they, you know, or they would run out of money by the end of the week and have to pay for their lunches and stuff like that. But, and then there were some kids who just went in and were like, well, I'll buy a lunch, you know? So, so when school lunch is mentioned to you, you, you never, um, you never had I was fond memories of the were, food. I had fond memories of other people's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how much stuff you could get for, you could trade. Like if I had a, you know, a Twinkie or something I wasn't going to eat, I could get a slice of oh, pizza. Oh, you could pile or, up or, if you really wanted oh, to. It's like it was like prison, you know. You you could you could definitely barter, and there was a lot of bartering going on. 
you could buy chips and stuff like I used to buy I used to buy um Dipsy a bag of Dipsy Doodles and what the a, fuck is uh, a Dipsy Doodle? Is that an, a, an, a, a Dipsy an Doodle is like a Frito, but it's wavy. It's like a really like a sun chip. Soup. It's shaped like a sun chip, but it's but it's a Frito. It's it's a corn chip that tastes like a Frito, but it's big like a sun chip, and it's uh it's packed with fat. They were the most filling chips you could get. Wow. And I would get and then I would get uh Dipsy Doodles. Which were basically just two s- chocolate slabs with with vanilla, you know, with fr- vanilla frosty filling, you know, ho ho filling in the middle of them. But they were like monster. They were like ho hos without chocolate cover, without a chocolate coating over them. They're just chocolate cakes with. Filling. And that was and, my and lunch. That was my separate... lunch most days. Well. You, you the, could, yeah, you could buy those separate from the lunch. They were just sort of there. Yeah. Could, you could augment it, but you were buy, you you were buying them for whatever they were. It was probably like, yeah, I probably they're probably like fifty cents a piece, or or they're probably more like thirty thirty five cents a piece or something. In those in those days. In the, you know back in the seventies, I think that they were still the food pyramid which kids probably don't know much about the food pyramid now like we did. But, you know, I'm thinking in in the 70s, uh, the times I did have lunch, you always had, you know, a main course. They tried to make it something that I, I got introduced to fish sticks uh, through school lunches. Uh, pizza, hamburgers always had that that hamburger type taste to it. I don't know if you had hamburgers in school, but our hamburgers always looked like just like limp, lame, gray McDonald's yeah, hamburgers without anything on them. Yeah, it, that that's what it was. Uh, and and you had milk. And you that you didn't have anything that you couldn't. You know, you didn't have any other choice but milk. You could probably get water or something, but you had milk, some type of little dessert in there, and something that you threw away every day like a salad or something that would just get dumped gray green beans yeah we yeah that shit no one would eat it and then we had a janitor and it had nothing corn and corn and carrots yeah uh, medley corn and carrots we we had a janitor that would sit by the garbage can and as you walk by if you didn't eat enough this fucking guy it just would would make you go back and 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 finish it. I'm like, yeah, because he's probably he probably lived through the depression. <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. And and who could blame him? You know, but put it in a bag and take it home. But I did not want to eat fucking green beans. I, I didn't take that shit home and eat it. It's been like it, and it's just like stuff from. You see, that's always been my, like people always talk about it, but about what uh, they have junk food there i'm like when i was a kid i brown bagged it and i would throw together my brown bag in the morning like by the time i got into middle school high school but it would usually be just like a sandwich and a juice box and then i would augment it with chips and stuff and maybe i wouldn't even eat half the sandwich and and or the sandwich sometimes if it was a good sandwich if it was like homemade roast beef or something you could trade that shit for more chips yeah, or something there was a lot of trading going on my my yeah my i mean parents... the kids will find a way to eat unhealthy but the bottom oh, yeah. line is the bottom line is everybody always makes fun of school food but the bottom line is is you're never gonna make school food the kids want to eat until you decide you're gonna pay for it you know yeah 
You have to go well, up the level from prison. <laughs> yeah. Well, Actually, they've done studies that prison food is healthier, and they spend more money on it than school food. Well, but if you brought from, school food up to the level of, like, catering, where yeah, you, like... Coming from a, an immigrant family like I did, my the idea of... I don't know. I guess my parents were hunter-gatherers <laughs> when they went to school, or I don't know what the fuck they did, but the idea of my mom making a sandwich, it, it was... It was uh, it was foreign. I mean, she didn't. She would put the peanut butter in the refrigerator, and so when she tried to put it on bread, it would tear the fuck out of the bread, and it was just a nightmare. Or she would just throw in a chicken leg or something. And uh, but I, I slowly. It wasn't until maybe the sixth grade that I started, fifth or sixth grade, that I started to to eat um, lunch from the cafeteria. Uh, but it, it's. It's not something that was always done. I mean, a hundred years ago, it didn't exist. If you went to school, you know, you you brought a piece of bread or something to eat. Yeah. And and you didn't, you didn't, you know. And a lot of kids, they were able to live close enough. You would actually be able to go home for lunch. Rural communities, that's what, that's what they did. Or this, I found this interesting that each kid would bring something, and the teacher would make a communal stew over a kettle that, you know, each kid could eat a little something. Some kid would bring whatever the kids would bring, you know, be it, be it cabbage or maybe a bone or a piece of meat. The teacher would throw it into a, into a pot and, and they would cook it. And that's what they would, they would have for lunch, you know? And, uh, it wasn't until maybe 1912 that 40 of the biggest cities in the country started to, to offer kids meals because they realized that, I'm sorry, 1912. Uh, but they started realizing, man, sometimes this was the only food that these fuckers got to eat, you know? Yeah. It's the only way so you chari- to learn yeah. anything, too, is if they exactly. got food. And- I mean, charitable, the charitable uh, companies, they would, you know, they they would donate food. And, you know, for three cent, you know, you can get three cent meals. and But people didn't get much. They would get like a pea soup, lentils, maybe some yeah, rice. Yeah, they get some, piece some of bread. form of gruel. Yeah. <laughs> but this is pretty much what it was. But this is, you know, this this was a whole new uh, thing. Pe- people didn't do it. And they started to realize that this was a good time that maybe we could sa- save some of these kids from malnutrition. You know? And, and finally people started to to band together and say, hey, let's let's try and give the these kids some food, and that sadly in rural communities and poor in poor parts of the country and states, that was the best meal that kids got. Uh, you know that that it sadly enough, that's what they ate. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It is. I mean, there are kids that 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 for breakfast, you know, that's that's the only breakfast they have. There's there's uh, you know, that's their main meal of the day. Uh. But kids uh, are distrustful. I know I was distrustful of food that my mom didn't make. Yeah. And it was ironically, my mom actually got a job as a um, as as the school lunch lady, <laughs> and and uh, which meant that that she didn't bring any recipes home because they were just facing out recipes at that time. These, you know, I would go into the back of the of she. I was already had graduated, but I did go and look at the kitchen one time, and they used nothing. They had these beautiful commercial ovens back there, stoves, but everything was brought in already made at this time. And so the days of, of them cooking food in these in kitchens had finished by 
by probably the early 80s. Um, and then you started to notice that that school lunches became a business, man. There was mm-hmm. money to be made. And the first time I walked into the quad and I saw a fucking Coke machine mm-hmm. or a chip machine, I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And then you were able, for the last year of high school, you could get Taco Bell. You yeah. could get, you could get, they, there they was, have, you know. They have, uh, there's some places that have a regular menu item. It's very popular and I, don't, I understand it. It's called the Walking Taco. And they just Ooh. make their chili and they put it on top of Doritos, but but it's 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 a recipe that Doritos came up with and hey they sell Doritos to the school. It's and like Golden the Crust pie. Jamaican patties. Oh, I love Golden school, Crust Jamaican patties. Lunch. Yeah, you can get them at some schools now, you know. So yeah, and- you know if you have the choice of slimy fruit salad and gray goulash, and a Golden <laughs> Crust Jamaican patty. You're gonna go with it. For the Jamaican patty and the walking taco for a boiled hot hot dog on a piece of white bread. Well, we have Lyndon Johnson to thank for the Child Nutrition Act uh, of 1966, which expanded the availability of school lunches across the country. But the trouble was that fruits, vegetables, and whole grains—they didn't stand again. They didn't stand a chance against you know efficiency of like. Kentucky Fried Chicken or, or Chicken Nuggets that you could throw in the oven, French fries, and and uh, cheeseburgers and stuff like that. And baked uh, French fries were a big, uh, big deal at our school. Everybody every day, like everybody was getting a side of, of baked French fries. No, they they did. And uh, have you did you ever? Um, I remember, and to this day, I remember. Must have been in. in maybe a senior in high school and my mom bought me a leather jacket and and she said i hope you like it because i served a, it was a lot of lunches for that okay what jacket. kind of what kind of leather jacket was oh, it wilson's wilson's house no no i don't mean brand black. was it a biker jacket or it was, was a it... black i you know what i still have this or was jacket. it indiana jones no no it was a black when i was a senior i needed my indy i got an indiana jones jacket and my parents were like you have no idea how much this costs us this is your christmas present Congratulations. Yeah, the first thing I ever bought on layaway was an Indiana Jones type leather jacket at Wilson's House of Sweden and when I got my first job. But she bought me that leather coat and I still have it hanging in the closet. I doubt that it I doubt that it fits me anymore, but uh, I'll never I'll never forget that, you know, she worked she slapped a lot of slop and probably put up with a lot of fucking snide comments from kids, you know. Uh she would say some of the kids were really assholes. She hated going to certain schools, um, uh, as opposed to others. Our kids were scared of our lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone could be scared of my mom. She was she's pretty fucking nice. But uh, were you ever involved in a food fight? Oh yeah, there were food fights all the time. I remember one time, only once. It was like the most spectacular thing that you'd ever seen out of nowhere. Something came flying, and someone just yelled, food ride, and there was stuff flying everywhere. And yeah. I remember it happens principal... fa- It's got to happen fast, because oh, nobody it, knows who's who started. It, it oh. has to happen fast, because then it just, all they can do is, like, close the door and go, like, all right, you're all vaguely in trouble. It was storing, it's like storming the beach at Normandy. They, they, first thing they did was they closed the doors, you know? 
and they made every single kid, whether you were involved in it or not, the janitor came in, gave everyone, but we had to clean that yep. place up, and then yep. we had to make up for the rest of the time that we had, and I didn't even do anything. I was ducking, but it didn't yep. matter. I was guilty by fucking association. You know what that means? The next time you throw the food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? And that's, I mean, that was our logic in it. After the first time you get caught in one, it's like, yeah, if it, that's, they did the same exact same thing to us, but you know, after the first time, you're just like, once it happens, it happens. Uh, Can't control it starting, you know, unless you're the one who's going to start it. And I, I never started a food fight. Oh, of course not. No. But, I mean, but I remember certain things that I uh, got introduced to at school. Sunny Delight was was one of them. You could You could get a little bottle of Sunny Delight, which is... Which I had a craving for today when I was at the store. I said, "Oh, look, they still make Sunny Delight." But if you look at it, it's just <laughs> sugar water with orange food coloring in it. But there was just something about that little glug, 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 glug. It had enough. It had enough orange juice to it that it was almost orange juice. Plus, it didn't have any pulp or anything. It was just sort of like processed orange juice. Yeah, and but it was it was juice. viscous. Is viscous the yep. word that I'm thinking of? It was yep. it was very viscous. Uh, I remember they would have fundraisers like orange juice, but it was just mostly not orange juice. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> they they we had fundraisers, and you could buy all a the sugar and half the flavor of orange juice. Ugh, but not I'm not, orange but juice. I still want one now. I I want one. Well, yeah, because that was that was a big. I mean, even people who had brown bags had Sunny Delight in there. Oh, and and if you had a if you had a Capri Sun, you were fucking big man on campus. Uh, We had Capri Suns for a a while, but that's just because everybody had Capri Suns. The Capri Suns suck though because you you could you 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 might you might squash your straw and then not be able to get into it no you you put your straw straw into it and then it ejaculates yeah premature ejaculate premature ejaculate how can i get this joke to work i used to premature ejaculation because you'd put that straw in and you'd blow your juice wad right there all over the place that was that was in my that was in my middle in my middle school phase in early middle school i had a kid jim smith who would freak for 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 a Capri Sun, so I could trade my Capri Sun for for junk food from Jim, and he would take the Capri Sun and drink it and like, like suck it inside out in in like two seconds, and then we would go get Dave, and then we'd get David Vandewater, who would make mozzarella. He would get his tray, and then he would take all the stuff in the tray and mix it up into one glop. And then he would, and then he would like invite other people to throw all their leftovers in that glop. I saw somebody when I, side story when I was in jail, I saw someone do the same thing, but they didn't call it mozzarella. But then he would do stuff like go over to the windows and grab dead flies, and throw dead flies in there and mix it up, and then and then like be like, all right, how much are you guys gonna give me to eat every drop of this? And everybody's like, I'll give you a dollar. I'd, I'd pay 50 cents. So you're not going to do it. And then he would eat it all and collect uh, it. And he did where, that. Really. Where is he now? Where is he now? You know? But uh, I was mentioning that, that we had fundraiser dinners. Uh, I don't know what the fuck they were raising money for. But you could buy a ticket for maybe 
five dollars mm-hmm. and you would get a spaghetti dinner. You bring your parents, and you could bring everybody. And it was, I still remember how weird it was that Kara was sitting with a bunch of other parents, me, and they were serving us the spaghetti that we had on the lunch menu. I remember my grandparents were there, totally off the boat from Portugal, and my mom and dad and I, and you, they just tasted it and they're going, oh, "What? Jesus, what the fuck is this?" Hacking you know, your lunch. This is yeah, and pretty much after that, they saw what I what what I, I brown bagged it from then on. Uh, my father spoke to great lengths about using the same paper bag all through high school he folded it up after he was done put it in his pocket he would use it every day so that's what i started to do my whole senior year i fucking used the same paper bag people must would have been pretty be greasy by the end of the well, year we didn't really use very many put too much greasy shit in there but it did look worn it looked like the uh the shroud of turan you know with a yeah, like yeah. picture of jesus on it uh but i to this day i still say paper bags but if Back to a little bit of history during the 90s is when it got really bad. School lunches, it, it was terrible. Um, with corporations like McDonald's, Little Caesars, yeah. Chick-fil-A. Well, it started in the 80s when they, they were like, yeah. you know, ketchup's a vegetable and all that yep. stuff. And, you know, they're, they're getting this had, vegetable with their fries. Yeah. The as I had mentioned, they stopped making lunches at the school and they would they turned to food service companies like Marriott and and uh, you know they they bag lunches and boxes they would sell but you know they became filled with Dunkaroos, Gushers, Teddy Grahams Ecto Coolers which is cool because I love Ecto Coolers sure. and and uh, you know obesity began you know, started to get uh, to be a real problem because you know kids would eat junk food at school and a lot of these same kids could only afford to eat junk food back well, home. Oh, yeah, and meanwhile, they're cutting the gym budgets and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they're cutting the gym budgets. budgets. And, and then Pepsi got into it and Coke. And so yeah. you didn't have to have milk or chocolate milk. You yeah. you could just get a Pepsi, you'd get a Coke, you know? And it, Which is basically like giving them rails of cocaine, basically. Oh, my God. <laughs> the younger they yeah. are, the more so. But even so, like, just a, a nice Coke to a kid is like, I'm not complaining. I I would suck down Cokes and Pepsi. Oh, like they were, it yeah, was like, I mean, I had mentioned before, when I walked through the hall one day and saw a Coke machine, I was like, wow, what is this? A Coke machine here at school? Yeah. It, it was totally, it, this is probably my senior year. And I do give, you know, I have to give props to uh, Michelle Obama because I think that of all the first ladies, I think that hers was one of the, the most uh, ambitious things that she tried to do was, you know, to promote uh, healthier school lunches. Now, I've been out of the school lunch scene for a long time now. I do not know what kids, my kid. You know, he doesn't. It's uh, it's this. It's it's always the same. It's always going to be a mess because there's no money put into it. Even even with like the Obama stuff, you know, you gotta like I ju- I just know this through working catering all the time. There's just levels of what you can afford. If you're working on some level, then you gotta get prison food. You gotta get pre-made mass-produced garbage food that you can just heat up. You know, because yeah. You can't go. And, you can't go out. Like I, I, I know there are. 
like you know suburban schools and pilot schools and stuff where they have dietitians come in and they and, try and stuff and and if they if they're like a school in a nice suburb or something they can maybe have the dietitian go out twice a week and go get fresh produce from the farmers market or have a you know and have like you know, nicely steamed vegetables with garlic and yeah. butter on them and stuff like that. But like, but you can't afford to do that compete? if you. That's expensive to do that, and you can't like they haven't come up with a. They could come up with a standardized way to do it, but you just have to be like, yeah, we're gonna triple your budget for school food, and it's no, like they're already I mean, just cutting everything else with schools too. They, so it's, they've just never had the attention that they needed to to do i mean you can do it i like i've seen pictures of what japanese school lunches look like they oh, look yeah. like beautiful lunch boxes that you yeah, get at, they're, at they're some high-end restaurants beautiful. here but that, you know a, 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 a stuff that looks looks appealing to eat you know and 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 that's the thing with kids is kids are like Cooking is a, a lost art, you know. When if you if you if you if you've been brought up in a house with cooking and food, then you know what you know. You're not afraid of vegetables because you've eaten vegetables that were delicious. Whereas if mom only knows how to like throw a can of beans in the and you put some salt and pepper on them, then you're just sort of like, oh, this is boring, you know. Yeah, so mean, if it, if if you had that kind of school and kid for kids, they would start wanting, you know. <laughs> better food because they would get a taste for it, you know? But there is no taste for it. I mean, if you put my kid or 13-year-old me in a with a choice, and this is some of the things they tried to uh, to introduce. Turkey hot dogs, roasted summer squash, fresh broccoli florets. I mean, and the other choices would be pizza, cheeseburgers, and chicken nuggets. What the fuck am I going to pick? <laughs> I'm gonna go with chicken nuggets, man. I'm or the cheeseburger because. Well, I'm you just you 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 up all of those. You make you you can make you can make healthy healthier chicken nuggets that are absolutely yeah. delicious. You know, yeah, you I, just I have make, to put extra time and money into yeah, it. And, I make healthy chicken nuggets for my kid. I don't buy right, Tyson right. chicken you know, nuggets. I mean, you I could, make them at home. And, and, and uh, you know, I mean, that's and and yeah, kids are are finicky like that. But every once in a while, they're going to try something or you're going to get some of them or anything. But at least it's you, you could you could up the ante. You could you could make you could you could make you could you could buy beef and grind burgers there, you know, or, or whatever. But, you know, but it's expensive to do that. So with that being said, with schools so underfunded. They're gonna jump at the chance to 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 sell you know uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken and Taco Bell and have Seven Elevens on well, campus yeah. and because well, they need the money. But well, they, they, they yeah well they, they they have to they have to do it with what they have. So that's the that's the, that's the that's the big problem with education just in general is you know you have to get the the more you fund the tools the better everything gets and. You know, whenever I worked in catering, we had tiers of of how much money you want to spend on your food, and the more you spend, the better raw ingredients you work with. You know, you know, if if you made somebody a, a green beans, but they had like, you know, some some nuts and garlic and you know some real butter on them, that you know, 
But a it kid has to be he has to be conditioned good. to eat that at home. Yeah, if well, he's that's not conditioned what... to eat that at home, he's sure enough not going to eat that at school because he's going to go with the hell is this. conditions it too because you're there every day too, and 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 if you're you know and you know if you're at home and the food at home is terrible, then yeah, all of a sudden the food at school is good. Even if you made good, you know, nice sandwiches, you know what I mean? A a, a beautiful sandwich with with good cheese on it and and lean meat, you know, a, a nice bread. Yeah. <laughs> have, a, have a bakery at the school so the kids smell the bread. They used baking. to. They used to. Yeah. But they you don't. You could do that if you wanted to, but if you, if you prioritized it to that. And it's like, you wouldn't even have to be like some sort of like, like, oh, say the richest country in the world to do it, you know? So it's it just means you just have to value that that thing and for and forever you know it's been obvious that school lunches are not <laughs> valued because yeah. they've never had a good reputation only in like piece stories of like pilot schools and, and stuff and, like that and, uh, and it's Hogsworth. never gonna happen and and even the fast food stuff is still low end of that you know it's not yeah, a big it's not nap. gonna taste no. <laughs> We had an open campus, so we could drive and go get fast food yeah, <laughs> for lunch, that, which yeah, is what yeah. most when, of us when, did. When you, when you were old enough to like have a friend who drove a car, you could go to McDonald's down the street and, and lunch during lunchtime and, and get food, too. Which, which is pretty did. much what we did. But I do have good memories of of the plastic trays and the socializing with your friends and, and stuff like that. And, and I, swapping. I have a question of the plastic trays. Do you think the plastic trays have... Um, helped people with that, like have that thing where they're afraid the of having doesn't to touch, touch, touch. Do you my, think yeah. that was part Absolutely. of like what formed that? My, I have always given my kid food in a. I have I have a prison tray that I got at a flea market, and um, he likes the prison tray, you know, because I can put mm-hmm. one thing here, one thing here, and one thing there, and if for some reason the prison the prison tray is dirty or if I haven't if it's if I didn't have time to get it out but and I have to put it on a regular plate no nothing can touch nothing can touch and I do think that 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 may have programmed a lot of kids yep that that you know because you, you always had something probably in that tray that you didn't want to touch no you did you did you, you did you didn't want that fucking corn and the applesauce spilling over onto your yep. pizza or something you Apple know sauces, but, but see like now now that now i used to be sort of like that when i'm a kid but i i didn't mind if it touched but i didn't want it mixed together me i'll like applesauce can go in any if applesauce is on a plate with something it's on something that oh you know, yeah i'm fine it, with it. Uh, uh, yeah i'll mix it with everything yeah, mashed uh, potatoes is a perfect mi- mixing medium for just about anything anything you know, corn can, yeah you can mix it all in there and you'll eat it uh and you know, I it it's uh it's time now that we have I think we've covered sufficient food memories. I'm it's it's time to go back into the uh into our little van or wayback machine. Very to, curious to what you're yeah, digging to up the frozen episode. tundra right now this time of year of uh, Wasaka, Minnesota, and Mr. George Leonard Herder of Bull Cook and Authentic Historic Recipes and Practices. Now, it took me a while because I did have one thing that I'd never miss 
when I check my calendar, if it if this thing was served on uh, that particular day, I mom, can I have sixty five cents for for a uh, for uh, a school lunch? What you don't like your ice cube sandwich? No, no, just uh, just 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 today. It's my favorite. Oh, okay, here's your sixty five cents in pennies or whatever the fuck it was, and and it was the sloppy Joe. Oh. Now, I don't know if you One of the most supreme forms of food. Are you a Sloppy Joe fan? Or what is the last time you've had? I love Sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe. And there's somebody else who has a lot to say about Sloppy Joe. I will make this. I will make the herder Sloppy Joe. Okay. It's it's not your average. It it is a recipe that that, um, it's quite... It's it's not now we're all familiar with the uh, oh my god listen up kitties let's, let's talk about the manwich which is what most people would get if your mom would make sloppy joe's hamburger put it in there slap a little thing of manwich put it on a bun there's your sloppy joe oh it's great but uh-uh, that's not where the sloppy joe that's not a sloppy joe okay now the sloppy joe we're gonna be working backwards from from a short list. Sloppy Joe's Bar in Havana opened in 1918, helmed by Spanish bartender Jose Abril, who had previously worked in bars in New Orleans and Miami. Now, he didn't immediately christen his own place Sloppy Joe's, but the lore goes that to his American friends, who already called him Joe, also commented on the rather sl- sloppy state of his establishment, and the new term was born. Now, along with cocktails and cigars, the bar offered sandwiches, including one that inspired the creation of the Sloppy Joe. And what it was, uh, some sources say Jose served the sandwich uh, that was uh, the elements of two classic Cuban sandwiches, Ropa Vella, which means shredded beef and tomato sauce, and picadillo, which is ground beef and sauce and spices. However, there's no concrete proof of this. Um, there's only a vintage illustration of the place featuring a, gr- a tray with a round bun sandwich in the bottom corner. And it's uh, inconclusive. It's certainly not sloppy. And that could be due to artistic license. But... The Sloppy Joe that we are all familiar with uh, was actually invented, uh, supposedly, here in the United States. Uh, but it's kind of uh, tricky to find out where. But uh, it, it evolved from slopped uh, chopped meat sandwiches. Now, a chopped meat sandwich is a sandwich that any restaurant owner would have left over at the end of the day it could be chicken it could be beef it could be pork it was usually chopped up and leftover ketchup was thrown onto it and it was put on the griddle and put on any type of bread that you ever had but this is the original recipe for sloppy joe's that uh we are used to here in the united states uh, mostly hailing from perhaps Pennsylvania, and the story goes that it was Joe's Slop House, and the Sloppy Joe uh, came from here. Now, uh, one tablespoon of butter, one tablespoon of olive oil, 
one pound of ground beef, one third green bell pepper minced, one half yellow onion minced, garlic cloves, three garlic cloves, a tablespoon of tomato paste, one third cup of ketchup, one third cup of water, one tablespoon of brown sugar or less if you prefer, a tablespoon of a teaspoon of mustard, three fourths teaspoon of chili powder, one half teaspoon of Worcestershire sauce, half teaspoon of kosher salt, one fourth teaspoon of red pepper flakes, one teaspoon black pepper, and a dash of cayenne pepper or hot sauce, optional. Okay. Okay, this now, sounds pretty standard so it far. It sounds pretty standard. I, I I was intrigued with the uh, with the addition of mustard, you know, which I wouldn't think would be in there. But you heat the I've, butter. I've, I've used must, mustard. And, uh, the but the only things that I haven't used before the butter and the um um olive oil. But I don't see. It's only a tablespoon. So yeah, I, I don't be, see how either of those could hurt yeah. at all. No. It so you warm up your your. Heat your butter in a cast iron skillet over medium heat. Add the beef and brown it, breaking it into crumbles as it cooks. About five minutes, transfer this to a colander and drain the fat. Add the onions, bell peppers to the same skillet and cook it for three minutes until soft. Add the garlic, cook for 30 seconds until fragrant. Add the beef back into the skillet. Add the tomato paste and stir well. Add ketchup, water, brown sugar, mustard, chili powder. What's in that there sauce? Salt, red pepper flakes. If you're using them, black pepper and stir constantly. Cook it over medium heat for 10 to 15 minutes until the mixture has thickened to your liking. Remove and place it on a slice of bread or a toasted bun. Now you can freeze this and have them anytime you want. Oh, yeah, toasted bun. And I have it right here. See, this is fine. This is the, that's like the standard. Like in 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 my growing up, that was home home sloppy joes, manwich home sloppy too. style. We, um, uh, although nowadays I don't. I, I will use manwich, but I always I always add shit to it. But yeah, like, you I will, can. I've I, I'll usually just do pretty much what what that was right there. Manwich was the, a good base. Green peppers, always yep. green peppers chopped Onions. up in there. But if you went to a diner and you got a sloppy joe around my parts, it was basically that flavor of sauce without really onions in it. It was just sort of a, a the sauce with yeah. top, chopped up roast beef in it. So it was okay. like a, like a, it was sort of like a hot roast beef plate that you would get with gravy, except it had a, a tangy ketchup base, ketchup and and brown sugar and and uh, tomato paste. Yeah, paste. you can totally see that this was something that the leftover hamburger meat that they had. Yeah, the that and this one and, and the restaurant ones was they used leftover um, um, roast beef. Yeah, like Herder said, you never knew what you were getting, but it was a sloppy Joe because yeah. you know they weren't going to throw this away. And you could put it in tomato sauce and they would keep for a day, or and you could just next day special, hey, sloppy Joe sandwiches. But I have it here. I took a picture of it. And it's cold now, but that's okay. I'll post a picture on the website, and let's uh, herders. All right, sloppy Joe. Hmm. Yep. You know the onions make it, and 
I don't caramelize the onions because I like that crunch. And I'm not the biggest green bell pepper fan, but without the green bell pepper, you would definitely be losing something in this sloppy joe sandwich. And I have it on a hot dog and a hamburger bun. You need but, those green bell peppers, but I do. like them chopped up really small. Yeah, so exactly. You don't really get the texture of them. You just get like a hint of the flavor of them. It really isn't. It really isn't like a green bell pepper flavor. No. It's just the way it mixes in with the the tomato that makes it. Yeah. No, it's it's um, and I like I I added a little more garlic because I like garlic, and that really to me is um, I'll move back. I push this over yeah, fresh If garlic. I get man, which I always add fresh mm-hmm. garlic and onions to it. Yeah. I heard a hit recipe. I'm gonna I'm gonna save. I'll make it for my kids. See if he likes it. Um, but yeah, man, which is good to add other stuff to. And that was my favorite. That was my favorite, favorite, favorite thing is the sloppy dough. And I could I could still you know still take that to town right now, man. It's 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 um. It's that good. Herder hit. There you go. Um, another herder hit. Another herder hit. And and that's pretty much our look at, at uh, dining in school. Uh, cafeteria dining. If, if you have anything yeah, else. Maybe to, I'll have another. Maybe I'll have one of those dreams I haven't had in a long time where I'm back in school eating <sighs> lunch. I'm not usually eating lunch, but this time I'll probably be eating lunch in the night. I, those are the great dreams when you have that point where you go like, wait a minute. I'm done with this shit. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> man. I don't have to be here. <laughs> yeah, I always have the one where I can't figure out where my six-period class is, and I'm freaking the fuck out. Like, what the fuck? I, I haven't I been here in, in 35 like, years. I've been supposed. To, I've, yeah, I always have those ones where I'm like, geez, I think I, there's two or three classes I've been supposed to be going to, but I never yeah. really figured out where they were. Yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah. It's the last day of school. I've never went to this I, class for I the know entire year. I know I have a bio class, but I just mm-hmm. I. I, yeah. I I'm not really sure where it is on my schedule. Yeah, maybe I'll just go to the cafeteria and uh, and buy some ice cream. Just Wait. hop on the short so, bus. The, the, oh, God. Yeah, speaking of that, I'm looking at the green room, and, and it looks like Circus de Soleil. There are, there's a, a guy, he's he's a yoga expert. It's somehow he, Frencher, Frenchier than... Yeah, than and, and what's he trying, what he's really bent, what the fuck's he trying to do? Oh shit! Is that Ron Jeremy or Marky Mark? I, I can't tell. I, I, I've always wondered if I could do that, but I don't know if it will. Uh, I, I, I guess I try. better. No, I guess, I guess we'd better stroll on in there, and it's see a game for what, a younger man, and see what the hell is. <laughs> so, uh, sir, how did you actually throw your back out? Yoga. <laughs> it was yoga. It was yoga. Why is there semen all over your face? It was yoga. Trust me. It's it was better yoga. than I fell on the pine cone. <laughs> well, we'll just we'll be back in a minute, folks. And, and you know that little pop-up stop sign is on the short bus, and so we have to wait until they push it back in before we can actually proceed to the green room. But we'll be back in just a couple of seconds. Yeah. What do you mean that bus is beckoning for us? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. Drunkies, do you love to tie one on, but hate inconvenient and time-consuming DWI arrests? Well, I've solved this problem 
and combined it with the profitable trend of infantilized, nostalgic micro-experiences to give you Maury's Drool Bus. Pack your lunch, put on your mittens, and wait at the end of the driveway, and I will shuttle your toddling ass to all the local watering holes. As your personal driver, I will make this a fully realistic and immersive experience by simulating a real school bus driver. I am an expert at pumping the brakes, grinding gears, swerving, swearing. I will add those personal touches by telling you to shut the hell up and sit down and shut the hell up. We got everything. Tall seats, sticky floors, lurching motion sickness, and the faint smell of vomit. I will pick your ass up at 2 a.m. and bring you home to mommy. But don't be late. I got a goddamn schedule to keep. So get yourself a subscription to the Maury's Drool Bus and drink like real adult children. Like to take the bus but don't like to pause in your intoxication? Sign up for our half-sized shot bus where we will fill you up in transit with jello shots and use the wheelchair lift to shovel you out to be somebody else's problem. Maury's Drool Bus. School is in session. Except your teacher is Pete the bartender and gym class is beer pong. Drink responsibly. Mr. Wooten. Takoon cha bung pow. Is you is or is you here, my baby? The way you're acting lately makes me doubt you is still my baby, baby. Or has that flame in your heart? Hello and welcome to Beat It, a porn podcast. I'm Billy Backseat and I'm here with uh, my co-podcaster, Why Minocom. Why no Minocom, world famous acupuncturist. Hello! Puncturist. Puncturist. No, the, the, we we uh we we cover like an individual movie sometime, and this time this was a movie that I saw when it like uh, probably yeah the year it came out, and uh, I was underwhelmed by it, but I uh, but I liked it, and I thought it was sort of a milestone. I thought oh this would be a fun fun movie to uh, to cover for beat it, and on a rewatch I ended up really liking it and that I is... really really loved it let's let's pull the curtain off and 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 tell people what the name of this movie yes, is this is Be- uh 2006 um drama basically kind of kind of a mu- lot of music in it but uh yeah uh full full um full sex movie definitely nc-17 full penetration sex movie short bus by uh john cameron mitchell it's his follow-up to uh, hedwig and the angry itch which was kind of an underground hit 
which I haven't seen when yet. But out. when you first told me, recommend it. Well, I will definitely. I That's, watch it. That is got... sort of why I was underwhelmed by this movie. Is is uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch caught me by surprise. I had I had um, been in a band where we learned a couple songs from it, and they're very funny and witty, and uh, and I thought. I, I thought it was going to be a sort of Victoria Queen of the Desert sort of, you yeah, know, yeah. funny, funny drag musical. And it turned out to be one of the most heartbreaking, tragic, like love story type stories. It was very tragic and, and full of pain, <laughs> it, you know, uh, with, with a very with a very glossy coating over it. But it was it was a very it was a, a incredible movie. It was wrenching to watch it. It was, you know, a lot of personal, lot of personal pain in the movie. Um, but, you know, just, so it, it caught me totally by surprise. And this movie is sort of, this is a movie of, uh, has a lot of people in personal pain in it. Exactly. But this is one of the, like, happiest, wholesome, most wholesome movies you could ever see. Yeah, it's, it, which, it's, it has sort of an opposite feeling. It never pulls you into despair. It's no. always sort of grounded in in a positive vein. It uh, when you said, "Okay, we're gonna watch a movie called Short Bus," I was like, "Okay, he's finally crossed that bridge where we're gonna watch disabled porn." I said, "Okay," but I looked, <laughs> I looked into it, and don't know. I I, I severely <laughs> doubt that that's legal, even. But okay, thanks for your high opinion of me. But. Well, no, I, I I watched the movie, and from the first couple of seconds of the movie, when the graphics came on and they were playing "Is You Is Oh Is You Ain't My Baby," and I have to say that the opening scenes were spectacular, where they had actually correct me if I'm if I'm wrong because I had some cups, but they had a miniaturized paper version of New York City, probably not computer generated, a lot of it. I don't know. Maybe See, I'm, a lot of I'm, 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 I'm debating whether I think it, from what I, 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 no, I don't know. I didn't read about that area of the production of it, but it looked to me like and knowing John Cameron Mitchell, who's an artsy fartsy type of guy, and everybody in all of his movies are art friends of his, yeah. that it was probably somebody that he knows who does dioramas That's his and stuff. And I think there was some computer yeah. work in there because oh. there's times where it. At first, it's just like, wow, what a neat little impressionistic version of New York. But the camera swoops, swoops through there from one and place to the. I love when, and it'll, sometimes it'll just go next door. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and sometimes like we're just the, going next door. We're going sometimes. Well, we're going out of Manhattan now, and, but the, when it goes into the neighborhood, it will seamlessly turn into the actual building. Exactly, it'll stuff. morph into the real building. And I said, this is spectacular. I said, this is unlike any movie that we've, so far, that we've ever covered. Yes. And 
this and, this uh, movie is sort of in and and what's funny is in order I, I tried to find like just a nice copy of it and I couldn't find it I don't have a DVD of it so I went to a streaming porn site and and uh, and there was one that we've gone to we've got a lot of the movies off I think it's like X hamster or something was the first place I went because they seem to have a lot of just like movies you know a full-length movie so i thought i'd find it there for sure wasn't there and i found it on another another streaming site and it was uh subtitled in spanish and but it was a decent copy but i noticed in the title of it that they put bdsnm to in order to give it some sort of like this is what this movie is which it isn't there is i found it on i found it on the pirate ship it was on the pirate bay Hmm. And it was a perfect copy. Mm, perfect I could, copy. I, I don't know how I missed it. I don't know how I, I missed it. it. It was perfect. Downloaded in about three minutes. And, uh, you know, I, well, I, I have a, a quick uh, storyline here. So, uh, numerous New York City dwellers come into an ex- come to the exclusive club, Short Bus to work out problems in their sexual relationships. Rob and Sophia are happily married couple, except for the fact that she has never experienced sexual climax. The irony follows her to work because she is a couple's counselor who frequently has to deal with sexual issues from other couples that other couples have. Two of her patients are Jamie and James, a gay couple who have been monogamous for five years and counting and james wants to bring other men into the relationship and his own history with depression may hint at an ulterior motive seth see it's spelled with a c-e-t-h pronounced seth may be the perfect addition to their family but seth but Caleb, a voyeur from across the street may have his own ideas about what sophia about that sophia visits stefan a dominatrix with secrets of her own to reveal. Uh, I've, yeah, I want to I, reveal I, her secret, but if you're yeah, going to watch the movie, it's too good to. Yeah, yeah. If you reveal. if you <laughs> if you listen to the to the synopsis, it a woman who can't come. It sounds like a lot of other movies that we may have covered before, but it's not. This is a movie that. This is a like cul- said, this, I, I say this is a landmark movie because when I was young and first saw porn movies, I remember having an awkward conversation with my father about just porn movies in general. And I was like, I don't understand why like a talented filmmaker doesn't get talented actors and actresses exactly. write a good script and where the sexual stuff in it is just happening. It just is a part of life like it's a part of life and it's a part of the story and then they do that and my father goes yeah that's never gonna happen because that's not why people use porn and that and that there was there's I, there that is an was aspect a moment of truth, of truth to, that. to that I was I was like okay that's true you only need about three minutes of porn to if you're doing the the job of it but I always wondered why and people have there and and in the last up to short bus and probably beyond short bus people have done it but it's always been like there was base and like a, it was a 
like a serial killer movie, but it had graphic sex in it and stuff. But it always was like, how do I want to put it? Puritan? There's always a Puritan level of it to where even when you're breaking, you're, you're like, I'm going to go ahead and do this. You call attention to it and you go overboard with it or you there's something about it that like you're like ooh I'm breaking a taboo or something I'm breaking I'm breaking the rules here when they do it I'm doing real porn in a real movie or, or blah 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 this movie doesn't even give a shit no it's, it's it... just it's just and they and it ruins and, and as a porn movie this is a shit porn movie because it's not a movie to go like get a couple's hot it's loaded. It's packed with sex oh, and nudity. It is. And everybody in it is a pretty person. Uh, not well, you know. There's all types of people, but the main yeah, cast oh, are all, all attractive people of the of whatever of all versions of sexuality, all spectrums of. But is sexuality. this considered a porn? I would not. Well, definitely, it's, I would not consider it a porn. It's definitely an X-rated movie. Yeah, it is, um, and, and, and it's, I, it's, I, I think it's a milestone into where it's the first movie that d it 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 really has it has things to say in it. The the first time I saw it, compared to um, Hedwig, it seemed very light, and and I liked it, and I was like, this is a really witty and fun movie, and it's but it's it's very light compared to. And it's funny because it has so many, so so much like sex in it that that in in things in it in a sexual nudity way that you've never seen in a movie before. No, you haven't. No, but, it's situ situations and stuff. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like you're like, whoa, what's this? What's this? I'm gonna go as far as to say that the sex isn't the main thing about this movie i actually cared about the characters yeah no it was more I, about I mean, the characters as like silly I mean, as it seems that i'm caring about this woman who has never had an orgasm which which sounds like oh it's your average porno but it's it's not it's not it deals with it deals with 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 topics it it, it hasn't well, inter the cast is interwoven their story all these different people end up a part of each other's lives in one way or the other kind of like pulp fiction or something you know everyone is gonna go around and they're they're gonna become part of of a scene they're they're and it's it was so unusual and it was and you know it, it you could tell that it, it didn't break the bank i would think probably the opening the opening uh yeah. sequence was the most expensive part all, all, but... all the stuff to do with, <clears throat> with that although that and it runs throughout the movie yeah i i would imagine and that was the most expensive part it doesn't it it opens up i mean they don't fuck around i mean the first scene you're i mean you have the you know full-on frontal male nudity of a guy in a well, tub and he here's pees the thing in the tub and, 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 and and they they what what i love about this is this sets the theme in the th the the feel for the atmosphere for the whole movie it's just a normal flaccid sad little dick sitting in the tub yeah you know? and he pees. it's just it's just a dick he pees and, he, and at the end he farts and it has a yeah. and so it just takes all any kind of it, it you know and sometimes if like okay so, so, so say they're filming it so where you're just like seeing someone living their most personal moments 
it can be really awkward, you know? Yeah. If you're seeing somebody, you know, it's voyeuristic, but at the same time, it's like, oh, this is a little TMI. It never feels like that. In no, this movie. I got a it's... rear window type of feeling from the movie. Uh, right off the bat, there is a character that is is lurking out and watching all of this happen. I said, "Well, uh, that Jimmy Stewart out there watching." This. And he's kind but, of a skinny guy. Yeah, and, and and he looks like he's kind of like he's kind of like the creepy neighbor in American Beauty. Yeah, yeah, and, and and you're like, okay, is he just just drawing him in there for that? But no, everything connects. I mean, the movie starts out with you know. Well, that but but the uh, thing is, that scene should have felt really like yeah, and it does yeah, a little bit around no. the edges. But it there's it's like John Waters movies. There's a wholesome air to it. Like as, as it's funny, this is our first um, eat it and beat it or beat it, you know, focused film with gay sex in it with yeah it is gay, gay male sex in it and um you know we we're, we're actually long overdue for our like we are you know like we we, we rope in a gay male and have him have we've him got one some, into, we've got one in, in, some, in we, we, we can we can scare up a few of them to, and have, scare up we a should probably, yeah we should probably scare up a few so we get so we don't just like our first our first taste of of like actual gay porn for eat it and beat it isn't just one person's taste because we, 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 we want to we want to reach into the spectrum i guess a yeah. little bit well but this would have been a good one for that there's scenes was... in here of three three gay men like goofing around having sex playing the uh what the star Sp- uh, the star spangled yeah. banner yeah like singing the star spangled banner into the other guy's ass i mean for stuff. us that should have been it... awkward for me or it should have been just like oh this is weird or stuff but it was just a scene in in a movie. It was it yeah. was it was very strange. No matter what kind of you know, and it and it and it goes to great lengths to have all you know all sorts of the whole spectrum going on on screen, it's... and none of it seems more or less erotically charged than anything else, or awkward or or weird. It doesn't, but it's not sexy no. either. You, you it's know, a type of, it's you a see type your flavor of, of something that you would like to be doing in the movie. It isn't just like, ooh, that's hot. It's just like, oh, there's. <laughs> well, it's the type of that. thing that that's if, nice. if, if you describe what they're doing to people, they're going to go, oh my god, what the hell is this? But but I didn't feel. If this had been like a regular porno, I may have been like, whoa, what the fuck, you know, singing Star Spangled Banner. But I didn't feel that at any time because I cared. About these characters, right? And that's it was, what I, I it really was three characters this... goofing around, and it's like, oh, I'm glad I mean, they're having a good time yeah, with well, each other see. instead of being all miserable like they you have open been. On a, you open on you uh, open on uh, on Jamie. There's two Jamies. They're partners. Um, he's filming himself, and you think that he is filming maybe a documentary or something about himself. He's he's doing well, yoga. Everybody's and he's kind of young and self-obsessed yeah. in this movie. There's a yeah, lot it's, of it's about very self-obsession, obsession, and time. narcissism. He's trying to basically blow himself, okay? And and he's getting into the position and he's trying to get that. And, and you know, wow, I mean, is he going to be able to do it? I'm really rooting for the guy, okay? And, who and, who uh, wouldn't be? And then, you know, he splooges on his face. And then he cries. And it's not – you could tell right there that, okay, this is not going to be your, your normal type of, of – of movie and it, it for our first look at, at at gay relationships i think this is the perfect 
relation a movie to go into because I, you know so many of my friends in, you know, in my business where I work alone you know most of my friends are gay and the stuff that they talk about and wanting to have open relationships and and I know plenty of people that do this this is this is a very there's common. a lot of shading a very... there's a lot of shading in it too of how they're they're pulling it off and then I I love the one part when they finally you know they have the guy that like he's obviously like likes the Marky Mark guy better than yeah. which is weird because for the other guy because he's a former child star. Oh so yeah, I was an albino. He's used to I love his catchphrase. They're, they're thinking of bringing this guy into their relationship. He's like a, I think he's a model or something. Yeah, he is a model. And and, and uh, you know they so they're 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 starting it up, but he has a conversation with somebody off to the side, and he's like, I'm getting into this whole three way relationship and stuff, and I think it's really cool and stuff, but. I gotta let them know it's gotta be monogamous, and and you know what yeah. they're plotting. They're 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 plotting it a different way of just like ah maybe we'll pull some guys. There's this this whole dynamic to it that that plays out, and there's so many characters, but it all plays out beautifully. No, and the, the the way they reveal to why each character is the way they is the way they is and stuff is yeah magnificently funny and witty through the whole oh, thing i mean we're talking funny. about all these people who are having these weird like relationship crises and life crises and and you know fr- freaking out it's almost like a big therapy session and, it is i mean but I it's feel hilarious weird. i feel and, weird caring about these characters because usually in these movies that we that we review i know you know emmanuel might have been one that i had some feeling for some of the characters but but i never got and in anyone listening they're gonna oh god how the hell could you really get into a porno but it's not it's not i can't i call it erotic but it's there's some in, graphic in the years, graphic penetration yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 graphic penetration and stuff but it's this reminds me of the when the decade that i would go to the pagan fest every year yeah and, with a with a pudding on with the pudding with the pudding on the piercing and all that that was just that was us having fun but you know the pagan community there was an established community of people who were there who had been going to stuff like that for 20 30 who lived the life you know and when you get there like i remember my first year it would be like walking into the short bus it's like finding any fi- like short bus the the club was supposed like it wasn't it was it's an idealized new york city sex club type art happening thing you know it's not like an al goldstein like swingers <laughs> club sort of it's like this idealized th- it, the thing about this movie is it's sort of like this perfect mixture of idealized stylized um stuff and realism it's you believable. Know, New York is 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 idealized, but it's sort of more like the idea of New York, and he's got the feel for the idea of New York. Well, you know, yeah, it's exactly. just it reminds me. It reminds me actually of like when I go to visit you, and there's like, the the there's like, a crew cooking food, and then there's the uh, transient, in and out of like younger people who are like flight attendants and stuff. But like when we go to the Pagan Fest, the first year I went there, you know, I'm like. Oh my God! This is gonna be fucking crazy. These people are gonna be scary, and stuff there. And then you get there, and then, yeah, people are living like radically different lifestyles. But oh my it's God! Like, yeah. But it's a wholesome vibe. But it's they're, believable. They're, 
They're people who survived trauma and built a, a community of people who are of. That's why it's a, you know the short bus. He, they explain the whole. Yeah, we'll get to the you know, short bus. No, the, the you know it. The movie opens up right away. It's they don't mess around. I mean the main the main character, uh, uh, Sophia, is a woman. This is an Asian woman, and she's married to oh my god, a, a white man, and you know. And you can tell right off the bat when they're having sex, she, she says, is it in? Is it in? So that lets me know that she's not happy uh, with what's going on. And they, you know, they're not afraid. Hey, you know what? She's not just a token Asian actress in here. She's got some acting chops. Everybody, and, everybody, and everybody can there, yeah, there's, act there's, really well in this movie. And and take take the uh, the angry uh, dominatrix uh, Severin, I guess her name is. Uh, she has one of the. She opens up the movie, very angry, whipping a guy. And one of the funniest lines in the film is is that John says, "Are you a top or a bottom?" And Severin says, "I beg your pardon. I mean in real life." And she says, "This is real life." She has well, a lot of. Yeah. She has a lot of great lines. And later <laughs> and then, on, later on in that very yeah. same scene, he's just like, "Have you ever had, thought of having kids?" She's like, "Yeah, I have, but I'm gonna do it like a worm in the dark alone." <laughs> And after after she she after she she rebuts him, dominatrix lines. After she rebuts him, the guy just doesn't know what else to say. say, And he goes, "Well, let me put it this way: Do you think we should get out of Iraq?" And I just start laughing. And then the next scene, this dominatrix lives in a storage unit. It's fabulous. She goes to the storage unit, unlocks it, and it looks better than most New York apartments. I mean, yeah. she lives in this storage unit, which is very common here in New York until you get caught. Uh, it, and, and you you know there's a lot more to her, and, and you care about her. And and she has – and our, our main actress, um, Sophie, Sophia, is a sex therapist, and her first two – um, clients she's are the, the two most Jameses. Type person in the movie too. <laughs> yeah, she's the there's the two Jameses, and one of them's kind of a peckerhead, and the other one has really deep seated issues of depression and 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 that, and you that's where you start realizing that hey, these characters are probably all going to connect. Well, one of the Jameses is, just starts deflecting everything she says, and she slaps him, and. And she's, it, it gets back to her problem. So they take her to a club called the Short Bus. And as as the madam, or he called himself something else, says, well, this is called the Short Bus. Well, you know how the regular school bus is big and it takes the normal kids? Well, this is the Short Bus. Everyone here is a little bit different. We all have problems. So the club is a labyrinth of of rooms where everyone is just okay. You take it's it from here. It's super how, how, rainbow. How do you it's 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 it's, a, it's the, the it's, it's the it's the most idealized um um real life depiction of what the rainbow flag is, stands for in the most like positive vein you could ever think of. It's it's yeah it's everybody it's it's the it's the like super boho artist 
ideal of everybody being themselves, pansexuality. Yeah, we had fat everybody, people, everybody, every type everybody of... Everybody with rapier, Oscar Wilde wit, and... Uh, but it, it, that it's not pretentiously done. It's done in a very down-to-earth... It's done... I've been in situations where, like, all of a sudden you're in a really weird place, but everybody's, like, really cool. And the way that it's approached in this movie is very well written, you know, and the way that he uses just this simple format to, to like, reach very deeply into every, you know, everybody, like, on a second viewing, all the establishing... Um, scenarios of all the original of all the actors and and threads going through there all get like explained completely you know that scene with her and her husband it you know that could just be like two people who have like really athletic sex but like yeah they're married in a little boy you know it doesn't belie a lot just a little bit of tension and stuff but as you go through the movie you know, she wants to punch that guy in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, and I, it's, and I, it's it's a it's a it's a um, dominatrix that like breaks both of them through. You know. Yeah, and you know, and you could tell that they're trying to talk through their problems together. Those and, scenes and they are both hilarious. They're just like they both. I mean, she knows it's bullshit. It it just. They're they're uh, they're they're like it's real. And it's bullshit at the same time. Like all, like that method of like them fighting and stuff. I could see that being useful here and there, but I have a feeling that it's like two or three years beyond being useful for the two of them. You know? Yeah. It might yeah. have been very useful at first, and now it's just like it's you know it's a it's a I mean it, it it's. It's very, it could have been very broad and still funny, but it was intense and hilarious at the same time. And I love the fact when she she's she's in charge of the therapy, her chair is one of those things that you you put the exercise ball in and Yeah, it's yeah. It's just this beautiful <laughs> it's little Yeah, it's just little a little touch. And I like how they have her, you know, as the movie goes on, you're just seeing how how you know, less together than she really thought, you know, she really thought she was, she's a therapist, a sex therapist, she really thinks she's together, you know, she's yeah. like, I'm not a couple therapist, or, you know, or I'm not a sex therapist, but I have done sex therapy in the past and stuff, and meanwhile, well, she's, she, <laughs> she's also, she's also kind of, of a sex mutant, because whenever she gets upset, or whenever she talks this is one of the neater parts of the movie yeah whenever she talks about sex or gets angry about not being able to climax the lights flicker and it happens maybe three times in the movie twice a couple of times in the club the lights flicker when when she's uncomfortable or doing something and well, we won't spoil the end. I'll spoil the end. We'll talk about the end later, I guess. But, but the, the the sex scenes, they're voyeuristic, a lot of them. And I had, and and I really, I you know, I there's a dildo scene, you know, and she runs out of batteries, and she's just trying and trying and trying. But uh, her husband's playing loud music in the yeah, next room. Yeah, her husband's room. playing loud music, masturbating in the next room, 
it, it, but at no time, you know, I've said lots of times that we've watched movies and we're like, oh god, it was really hard to watch. As as graphic as some of these, I mean, there is a th- there is a three man sex pyramid that I didn't even know could happen. Uh, yeah, no, in, really, in real really, life. like literally, but, there were guys like doing reverb sounds with each other's butts, singing yeah, the Star Spangled Banner, using butt cheeks as like a. a a trump a trumpet mute <laughs> yeah, and, know, and, and and joking around like and then i'm like oh yeah that's what three dude bro guys would do if they were gay it, and having sex that I've makes heard perfect stories. sense you know yeah, that's I mean, bro dude the star spangled banner and cracking each other uh you, you know cracking each other up during it that's the thing feel... about this movie is it never gets shocking because it has this atmosphere of wholesomeness and it's as strange as it is for you to say that it's true why didn't i feel like i needed to take a shower after this why didn't i feel like i felt light all the way through it it feels light and fun i the 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 characters have have problems you know i mean the one of the jameses it it turns out that this movie that he's making for the entire uh, show is is a suicide tape i mean he is hell bent on killing himself. He was a John. Uh, uh, you, and and wait, is it John the person that gets the hooker or, or the hooker? He was turning I, tricks. He was turning tricks. Anyway, before he met this this child ex child actor, who played in the sitcom of a black family that adopted a white child and never They're told basically him he wasn't the black. opposite of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, you know, and and his catch line was I'm an albino, and so everyone would walk into the bar and say, Hey, I'm an albino, and he would be happy to say, Yeah, you know, your life really. One dude walks and says, Hey, I'm an albino. Yeah, your life, you know, you really changed me. He goes, Thanks a lot. I I, I want to do that, and he turns out to be a real albino. He's like, Well, because I am an albino. Really important. Oh, oh that's that's great. That's great. <laughs> but each room of the um, of the short bus has a different theme to it i guess you know there's the lesbian room and so sophia um busts into the lesbian room where she encounters um uh the dominatrix that we saw in the beginning of of the of the movie she's in there too and they severin and they kind of you know form a little bond severin is an artist like so many people in new york likes to take pictures and they wind up getting together in a um what do you call those tanks that that sensory deprivation yeah sensory deprivation tank that turns them you know the green light in there and they look like she hulks which is kind of cool and they have their you know they talk uh and and it's 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 hardcore talking it's not just you know you you, okay now they're gonna make out well they never make out in the tank you know it's it's no you they're they're actually the the, they're actually seeking therapy from each other yeah dominatrix turns out to be much more adept and and to the point you know is able to use her like you can she carries around a uh a um a Polaroid camera. Yeah, and you can tell she's dramatic. either getting people at a moment of weakness, or where they're down or up, or they're feeling something, and she gets them. She gets them, and then she hands them. That either she'll keep it, or sometimes she'll write something on it and hand it back to him. But it's usually like 
it's almost like her impulse to be mean. She has this impulse, yeah. like, a, you know, obviously Dominatrix is a good place for her because she just does not like people and is angry. And, you know, and she'll she'll take a picture and then immediately, like, apologize for, you know, on the picture. Yeah, right, and, on the picture you know, and she, hand it to the person. She and, asks. Uh, yeah, she. I've known a few people like her with that. With like the way they play her anger is very real. That and that's it's the very thing. Real. Everything is very, like, colorful and bright and 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 you know, sort of like impressionistic. And I mean, but the 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 dynamics and the people are very real. But it's not. You know, it's not like documentary style no, realism. There, it's just very. There are uh, moments in this movie that that actually are pretty spectacular. I mean, yeah. they have an elderly man in the movie. Oh he's, my god! He's in the yes. bar and he talks to, um, you know, one of the the uh, gay guys that is. He's definitely lonely. He wants to try and find someone, and and he talks to him, and they have this wonderful conversation like a 40 40 year age yeah i mean he's, one of the young young yeah. gay guy with the cut off t-shirt and, the, yeah. and he's dressed up he basically sort of looks sort of like ed koch you know in yeah, his he's suit. But, yeah, yeah more and dignified dressed up he less. actually the, the the guys have to have a little relation a little talk he's like oh, i know you he goes yeah you, maybe he was i was the mayor of new york for for uh for one time and and, and they're like they start talking and then it gets incredibly sad that you know they they when i was mayor people said that i didn't do enough to combat the aids crisis because i was in the closet and he goes no no that that wasn't true you know i i lost an entire generation of my friends and it was really serious it was a serious conversation it was I'm serious going, and at the and same time, he's an old politician too, and he also yeah. knew how he. At the end, they were all just like giving him kisses on top of his head. He was just like, "Yeah, I yeah. still got it." He, yeah. he, even even as an old guy, he was still a politician. He could still get like, get the young guys to be like, "Hey." Yeah, I mean the the young guy after this this speech that he had about, and and this is a lot of people that I know, that I work with. They, you know. The AIDS wiped out all of their friends. The oh, entire yeah. generation. It's not something that that people think about, but but it really did happen. There's a good friend yep. of mine that that he says, you know, he'll flip through his book, his scrapbook, and he goes, oh, this he died. He yeah. Died. Oh no. Yeah. He died. He died. He's not here. I mean, and and to touch on that, I, I then, have a friend who like left his Midwest family. You know, at yeah. a young age, because they were super religious, and he was realized he was gay. He moved to San, like I think he moved to San Francisco. He moved to California, I think San Francisco, and fell in with like the gay the gay art community there, and then proceeded to lose pretty much you know everybody that he met with. You know, once he got established there, then AIDS moved through, yeah. and like pretty they, much everybody was gone. You know, well, and that, like, changed his entire life. Lost, yeah, and and the kiss that the young guy gave the old man, although it was a, a kiss that was like a kiss, I didn't feel creeped out about it. I think There's, he genuinely kissed him. Uh, the writers wanted to give him a kiss to say, hey, you know, maybe I, I do feel your pain a little bit. 
and and it's okay you know it it's okay and yeah no and, it, that was a quentin tarantino level lot yeah like set of dialogue there you know where it was the best dialogue it could have been very trite and or cheesy there's a lot of stuff that could have been creepy cheesy shocking it wasn't it wasn't yeah it it wasn't but there was some fun parts i mean i went to art school and uh our angry lesbian winds up she like or or no it was they had a um another uh trans that was a jewish trans um, and she liked to paint. Uh, he liked to. She he liked to paint with menstrual blood. And she was asking, perhaps, if our, if our, the star would like to donate some menstrual blood for her to paint with. And I went to art school, and I knew a girl, that uh-huh. an angry lesbian that she painted with menstrual blood. She actually had an entire uh, series of paintings that she would that she entitled "Fuck Men." And when when, it, it when was I all was painted uh... with menstrual blood. When I was an evil rebel on tearing through Friendster and fighting the Friendster Wars, pure evil, I had a uh, Nikki Ash Ashram um, was her. I don't know if it's a real name. It was her stage name. Became obsessed with me and would write me letters. You know, going, I don't want to know who you are, but you you seem really gross. I, I want to be your, you know your your future ex-wife and stuff and she's like i have a band and stuff should i can i send you a cd and i'm like sure and so i get a cd and it the whole it's you know a hand burned cd in you know like the little paper sleeves you can get for a cd that has like they've been photocopied with like hand-drawn art and then just globs (laughs) you know how you know how the wax seal yeah. You seal a letter with a wax seal. It was not wax. Let's just put it that way. I still, I still have it to this day. I that kept... was a yeah. I think Karen Finley was the big started that back in the eighties and uh, yeah. I I keep thinking about art school when I watch this movie because I I think that that it was fresh and something that that hadn't. I mean, this movie could have easily might have been able to be made as a similar type of movie without the sex you think that the, yes. the story sure. could oh, have sure. worked sure and, oh yeah and, you could have you could have zoomed out on the sex and stuff but it's the I, I remember I was reading something about somebody talking about this kind of movie and they said you know if about a movie that was made like that if, if you could get beyond the fact that people like if you could get beyond to where people aren't thinking about this as a movie with people having sex in it that you can then then you can move that sex into the world of metaphor and start using the actual sex as a character thing instead of just like oh we're seeing the characters have sex you can use what's happening in the sex as a metaphor for the you know character arcs and themes and the themes of the movie you can use it for a deeper purpose and for you know getting people all lubed up yeah and, i uh, mean it... and it's not going to get people lubed up there's it's there's not it's the the music doesn't you know it doesn't there people are doing erotic things and they're getting turned on and stuff and but it's 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 very weird it's a john cameron mitchell it's that i think it's he's a vibe master movie maker he 
he knows how to capture whatever vibe he is and it's usually a distinct vibe and you just it's 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 hard to put your i highly recommend this movie to just i mean the the scenes are incredible and they're filmed i mean our our depressed james decides that you know he's gonna end his life so he goes to the to the gym takes a handful of pills and not only does that he puts a bag over his head and throws himself in the pool and this is where you finally see the voyeur guy come out of nowhere and saves his life and writes his phone number and email address on <laughs> on his face but he writes it backwards so that when he looks in the mirror it'll be it'll be right which he had his wits about him to do that you know you know what the great thing is he woke up in a hospital under suicide watch did you see what the name of the hospital was <laughs> what was the name of the hospital our lady of adequate grace oh my god all i could get by was the the nurse that was supposed to be watching him was fast asleep with her mouth yeah. open totally uh, totally realistic <laughs> totally just in some weird like uh, and you know got, we got another one all right you're watching you know, that and, you ain't gonna and, wake and, up for a while it's it's filled this is just a brave i don't know if it's a brave or stupid movie for this guy to try and make uh i don't know how it was i should have looked at how it was received or where it got was it an art house film? i think he's was like it... i think he's just generally a brave person and that comes out in his art you know because everything i've ever seen that he's done has had that uh you know a vibe to it you know that the, the, yeah. the, the person he's he's an avatar of goodwill is what he is he's one of those people that like he's he's a weird kinky creature but like you would leave your you would leave you would leave your kids with him you know and yeah know yeah. that he would 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 be fine not just be fine but they would come back with like he would he would like read them the best like children's books in the best you know that sort of Pee Wee Herman like. Yeah. Pee Wee yeah, Herman yeah. did the same thing. Pee Wee Herman was everything about Pee Wee Herman was fucking weird, <laughs> and uh, but he was he was Pee Wee. You know, he was just who he was. This this movie is just what what it is, and it's comfortable with what it is. And, yeah, I mean, as and as it doesn't you know, feel like it's it's ramming its message to put it in the way people that get upset over stuff like this it doesn't feel like it's ramming stuff in your no. face i it's... mean you know film i mean much more than i do but i wanted to talk to you about the music how did you this is a musical movie it's not a musical but the way it's edited the way it flows i mean it'll it'll just stop and 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 you know since they're in the in, in the apartment there's people in there just playing music and, and i think that's stuff. great i think he got his friends well, to come and I, write brought, songs. by the I, I as i watch it but just the camera moves the flow of the conversation everything about it the way it's edited is done with a very musical feel to it with a flow and beat and rhythm and it's conscious because at the end they used music at, that was what brought the tear to my eye in 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 this was the marching band at the end with the tubas all of a sudden when the, the, when the tuba walked in like a tear came down my eye I go here comes the marching band and the, and then when i realized that they were that it was something the guy who 
sang the song I'd planned with those guys to come in at that at the moment in the song and and you know and that was the moment everything tied up and it tied yeah. up with a marching band and then on come the lights and, and, and the cir- then the circuit gets connected the, yeah, the circuit the- board of the the connected connection to the circuit board of the universe happens and it's beautiful it doesn't yeah it's not and- like something that like it's not like oh and then the hero punches out the villain and, no, and no. the end and that was great or et flies away I loved it. it's just a moment you know and and to me the i am your father <laughs> luke moment was when our when sophie was uh she was in a dream state and she's crawling through these bushes and all of a sudden she comes on a beautiful shore yes. And there's a park bench and a, and a street lamp. And she's on the park bench. And this is where she finally gets, like, that orgasm. The, the tide is coming in. And the under, tide's coming lapping in. Lapping underneath the and park bench. While this happens, the lights, uh, before this happened, the lights had all went out again while she's doing it. And then when she finishes it, the lights, people are putting candles into windows everywhere all over the club. And it's a very powerful moment with candles into windows and then the lights go out in new york and they show it in all of the little paper houses the lights go out boom 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 boom, boom except for the candle starts coming on in the short bus club and the lights come back after she has her orgasm and you you hear on the radio if not a, a very good uh, impression of the great blackout of august 2003 so in a sense this woman correct me if i'm wrong but she caused the, the blackout uh when she finally hooked up her when yeah. her circuit board finally got yeah hooked up. exactly it was a big ass circuit board and there were mo- moments where they had actually mentioned that orgasms are just like a circuit board you know and 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 it tied together and that night was such a fun night for us uh because you know we were living in the alley and we have fond memories of bringing all of the food out and barbecuing all night long because I didn't have the food to go bad and I had the only battery operated radio and I heard those those broadcasts that says well we have nothing to believe that this is terrorists it's a woman that can't come <laughs> but yeah, now you uh, know. and and it was a perfect ending to a really really good movie most of the movies that we review we tell people, oh yeah, you might not want to. We do this for you, you know. You're we we watch the yeah, movies, yeah. And, so you don't you're have checking to. it out out of, out yeah. of curiosity, or even yeah. like you're like, well, maybe that sounds hot for me. But this is if, just like go see a good movie, movie. Yeah, I mean, if obviously if, you can, if you're like super homophobic, it might be squirmy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it, I'm not. I'm. I'm no. also like in my pagan days, I got used to just like seeing naked people walking around oh, so that doesn't yeah. really get doesn't to me affect... but the, the mood of this music or movie music yeah, movie you get is... past that and you get into the characters and and the homosexual stuff doesn't bother me i've worked if... among gay people for so long i'm not unlike jane goodall and the chimps if you're I've, not I've, into I've watching a them... movie with with guys having sex but you're gonna watch one in your life this would probably be the one yeah, this would be... be the least painful for you i because... would because I guess. <laughs> You're, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's, 
Well, he's never taken it up the ass before. Uh, he did, well, he did know, at the I end, mean, which looked I've been, painful. Like when I went to the movie Crash, there was a scene where, where the two male leads, who had just been like obsessive buddies or whatever, but had both like you know they had girlfriends and stuff. They get in a car crash and then they just start making out and grabbing at each other's crotches and butts and stuff. And I remember, just like one of the the, the my friend that I, one of the, my friends that I got in the movie with sitting next to me it was a guy who just goes, wah wah, and you could see him like just getting uh, like, oh, I don't want to see this. No, I <laughs> and, mean, you know, I have coworkers that come into work and they're like. Why did Game of Thrones have to do that last night? <laughs> Look. Get... I got all horned up, and then all of a sudden there was two guys. <laughs> you know but what? I think this, this movie is, is not a, would be not as traumatic as Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you need to be, com- be comfortable in your own sexuality that you can watch yes. something like this, you know. And most of the time I'm saying, man, I wish I was as skinny as that fuck, you know. Look at it like that. Well, look at it's it. Look a movie. At it. There's, it's there's... a it's a movie about young people too. Yeah. And, <laughs> As and a fifty-year-old it. <laughs> man, it's mostly about the it's mostly yeah. about the problems and the psychological things of yeah. like and and the fact that five-year-olds. Yeah, I would the fact say. that you can see a guy sitting in a tub and actually peeing, and you can see the piss coming out of his cock. I mean, that to me, that that's. You know, the hey, fart man. was what, the fart was what broke the the barrier for me. The fart was just like uh, I'm like, I think this is a cinematic yeah. first, and, outside and look, of maybe a goofy comedy movie. But that was a re- they they got the guy to fart in the tub. I don't care if you're gay, if you're straight, you are gonna identify with at least Everybody knows one what problem right there. Yeah, you're gonna identify with at least one problem, or or something that some that these people yes. are going through well that's, You're a, that's the thing is it. no matter what kind of like sex they're having they're all basically sort of having just general things that almost any person could run into in their relation in any kind of relationship it's interchangeable you know yeah. with that yeah i'm i'm gonna have to give this movie the highest marks of this is the best movie we've watched for yeah for beat it for sure Uh, yeah i mean i've been i've enjoyed a lot of the movies but they were what they were this is something totally different that that kudos to these guys that they could actually you know make a movie that had some pretty graphic sex in it but make i mean imagine that i caring about the characters you know yeah and yeah and at the same time you there's people have done that but they've done it like we're gonna make this a romantic couples movie and that's not really what this is it this isn't about the it it really isn't about the sex the sex is where it's all hanging because they're all 25 and and pretty pretty people in new york city uh, so like sex is just the thing that manifests their self obsessions and their pro- you know so, some people have the deeper problems and the ones that don't have deeper problems have like self obsession yeah i i defy and, anybody yeah. out there that has a heart to watch the scene where the old man is is talking to you know the new generation of homosexual and talking about the AIDS cry, I dare anyone not to watch that and actually feel some pathos. You know, I, I yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't. You can't. Yeah. Even if you hate 
this type of movie, you you have to watch that scene yeah. and 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 you have to say wow and this you know that there are gay old people out there. You don't think about it, but there you know and it's a lonely life. I, I think the, if you're gay, you probably think about it because you're, yeah, exactly. you know, you're going to get old. <laughs> Just but unless like it's, it's, straight, a, it's a think about very hard, it, you know, the, my friends put so much stock into being perfect. And as they age, they still want to, you know, go after these young guys. But if if you haven't found your life mate and, and by the time you're 60 or, you know, I don't wish that on any it, it can be a very lonely life and I have friends of mine that are like that that are just like that guy just like that guy and and yeah you know it's it's a dude, yeah no, that, guy say, was there, that guy was there with like the ghosts of his friends <laughs> do I want to say it's a powerful movie yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm gonna say it is. I'm gonna I say. I got a tear at the end of it. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say that it's some parts are absurd. Some of the characters are absurd, but not, not, this movie is not in my usual wheelhouse. No, it's, no, it's, it's very not musical. In our it's not a. It's not like it doesn't really qualify as like a, it's not in the the really the wheelhouse of porn or no. genre movies the stuff i usually cover in the podcast that i do and no. uh, i usually don't watch personal drama movies that much but this one no. works this on every level and and that's why i'm going to i'm going to recommend it i'm yeah. you know and I'm... and take and and take all of our analysis with a grain of salt of everything that we've said about this movie yeah. because it's fun it's yeah, fun we've, we, and it, we've talked there, it's, a lot about there's a lot, a lot. of la- there's a lot yeah. of laughs in there there's a there's a we probably should talk about it in detail but there's a no i don't physical want to give, comedy yeah we've part given a in lot there involving uh vibrating egg yes that, like uh, ends one of the best like tragic comic yeah physical I gags mean, we've given a lot of the movie time. away but we've left plenty for you yeah. to to enjoy it and uh the enjoyment for, is in the watching of it and and there you go this this was a great 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 movie and kudos to you sir and i know that that for our next uh our next um we will we'll probably be doing guys fucking sheep but you know yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll get yeah, back it's... to that yes <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get back to our normal um you know shockers but but this is great this this was this was a great movie um yeah our next movie is going to be like Hey, what are you doing? Are you trying to steal my pearl necklace from the side of from my bedside <laughs> stand? <laughs> I'm here to fix no, the cables. No, I came here for a pearl necklace. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's you know exactly. That's our next it, one, and then like scene missing. But you know, it's it, it's it's good that this was more of the uh, hard hitting sixty minutes of uh, eat it and beat it, and uh, we'll go back to being Hannity next month. Okay, so excellent. So, so there you have it, folks. Uh, I, I, I hope you enjoyed it, and be safe. And uh, you know, light some light some candles on your on your doorstop, and, and kiss a really old man when you. See and him, if you right? haven't seen Hedwig and the Angry Inch, yes, yeah, see which, which will be, it'll be next it's, on my list. It's it's also a, a fantastic movie, totally different. But yeah, check out the works of John Cameron Mitchell. Go see Hedwig and the Angry Inch if, if 
if the, they ever do it in a theater again, it's always worth watching. What's a theater? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's on. It's on my watch list. So, so there you have it. Until next month. Yes, eat it, then beat it. Or the other way around. Not that it makes much of a difference. You choose. It's life is a big choose your own adventure. I think I'll beat it and eat it tonight. What the hell? Variety is the spice of life, Dario. <laughs> I just gotta work on that yogurt. <laughs> our website at two true freaks.com two true freaks is always spelled t-w-o-t-r-u-e-f-r-e-a-k-s you can email two true freaks directly at two true freaks at gmail.com two true freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on itunes and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. Freaks. Where have you been, Lord, run my son? Oh, make my bed soon, for I'm weary from hunting. Help!